Hello, readers. Danny Trejo is an actor whose credits include Desperado, From Dusk Till Dawn, Con Air, Heat, Grindhouse, Machete, and a lot more than that. He's also a restaurateur who has Trejo's Tacos and a couple of offshoots in the L.A. area, and now he's sharing the secrets of those restaurants in the new book, Trejo's Tacos, Recipes and Stories from L.A., a cookbook. Danny, thank you for the time. How are you today? God bless you. Doing good, homie. Excellent. Well, I really enjoyed reading this book, and I'm actually going to get into some of these recipes this weekend. Uh, Obviously, we have plenty of time to do so right now. Before we start talking about food, is there something that you are doing to pass the time right now that might surprise people, whether it's a television show that you're binge-watching or a hobby that you've picked up? Me and a guy named Levi Ponce, I'm helping him do a mural in my garage of gorgeous women that I've worked with. Love that. Who's the woman? Well, we've got Michelle Rodriguez. We've got Lady Gaga. We've got Jessica Alba, my daughter, who I did Bachete with. Then we've got Sofia Baraga. We've got Amber Heard. And that's as far as we've got. We've got a couple more to do. So my high oh. she's there. Can't forget her on that list. She's one of my all-time favorites. And, of course, you worked with her on Desperado the very first time. And Dusk Dawn and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah, she was amazing. That's very cool. Well, uh, Danny, food has been an important staple in your life from the beginning, which is part of what helped inspire this book. You admit that your mom is to thank for sparking your love of food. What were the sorts of things that she was cooking up for the family at the beginning and end of each month when you were a kid? Well, you know what the thing with our families, like most families in America, we have elaborate meals the first of the month, but then towards the end of the month, you start having to be inventive, you know, so you're running out of everything. So my mom used to make stuff like we mix it and out of the cupboard and shut up and eat it. And, uh, (laughs) and actually it was all pretty good. So that's kind of what inspired me. I love good food. So I had to like figure out how to make Mexican food healthy. Yeah, the food that you serve at your restaurants across L.A., the three different places, they don't necessarily fall into one category. What's the best way that you can describe for people the types of food that you serve that's now in this cookbook? We have vegetarian, vegan. You can bite into a cow if you want to. We also have a gluten-free menu because in the film industry, especially when you wrap a TV show or you wrap a movie, they'll be like, Nine or ten of you don't want to go out to dinner and celebrate, and inevitably somebody's going to say, well, I'll just have a salad, or <laughs> I can't have gluten. So what we do is, well, wait a minute, we got an idea, so we put them all. And then I work with autistic children. Doctors have told me that kids don't do well with gluten, that are special needs kids. that just doesn't suit them well. So we got a gluten-free menu, and now around 4, 5, and 6 o'clock, dinner time, you'll see about three or four families with a special needs child, and mama don't have to cook three meals. Man, that's very cool, and you're right. You do live in the land of the dietary fad, so you wisely cater to those varieties of lifestyles from the get-go with Trejo's Tacos. Considering that you are a really healthy dude, Danny, what does your day-to-day diet look like? I've got a confession, like when I eat at Trejo's Tacos, I eat breakfast. We have the best 
nachos in the world. There's just no comparison. And so I'll take a barbacoa nachos and put two eggs up on top. <laughs> Over easy. And that'll be my breakfast. And it's a well-balanced, all-around meal. I've got enough carbs, enough starch, and enough meat. And then I've got breakfast, two eggs over easy. That sounds a little bit like a souped-up chilaquiles. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) And that and so many other recipes can be found in the new book, Trejo's Tacos, which not only tells the story of Danny's life, it also shares some of the secrets from his restaurants in the L.A. area. Danny, what was it that made you want to share some of those secrets? Occasionally you deal with a restaurateur who guards those things like their Fort Knox, but you're somebody who wants to spread the love to people. Why so? You know what? For me, it's like sharing is caring. You know what I mean? People would say, hey, well, how do you do this? And I'd try to tell them, wait a minute, you know what? Let's just do a cookbook. The idea actually came from my agent, Gloria. She said, you know, Danny, you've got those great recipes. Okay, let's do it. I got into the restaurant business completely by accident. I was on a movie set doing a movie called Badass. And everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. And so I do this low-budget movie, right? And it was really a favor because, you know, in Hollywood, you have a certain rate, and you'll usually settle for half your rate. Well, this was a low-budget movie, so I kind of asked my agent, what are we getting? They said, well, they're going to give you a couple of sandwiches and a tank of gas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a gas crunch. Anyway, we did it. While I was on an ad, the producer realized that I like good food. I wouldn't eat just anything, right? And the caterers would always make me some fish or protein or a salad. And Ash Shaw, brilliant man, he said, Danny, why don't you open a restaurant? Jokingly, I said, Trejo Tacos. Because my mom and I always joked about having a restaurant. This was in the 50s, and my dad, who's kind of like the Mexican Archie Bunker, you know, it's like every time we would talk about a restaurant, hey, I've got a kitchen right there. Go cook whatever the hell you want, all right? And, uh, <laughs> because, you know, my dad had five brothers. And if one of the brothers' wives worked, the guy caught hell. Literally, when they were all together, hey, Art, you want a beer? Oh, here, wait, hold on, hold on. I'll ask you that. Hey, Bobby, can I have a beer? So none of the women worked. <laughs> and I'm not talking about me. That's Women can work all they want. This is then, the 50s. So what I said, Trails Tacos, that's what my mom and I said we'd call it. And two movies later, Ash brought me a business plan. And me being the brilliant businessman that I am, I immediately gave it to my agent and said, here, Gloria, read this. <laughs> they read it, and she said, Danny, this isn't bad. Eight months later, we opened our first restaurant, and from there, we have eight locations now. Danny, let's go back to your younger days for just a little bit, because although you have talked openly about your childhood and some of the addiction and criminal issues that you were engaging in as a kid, and also some of the time spent in jail, I don't know if I've heard or read about just how important food remained throughout those various steps in your life. For instance, even though you were eventually getting popped for dealing in armed robbery and ending up in places like San Quentin and Folsom and Soledad prisons, how did your natural skills as a boxer keep you from going hungry when you were locked up? If you have been raised by the state of California, you start knowing how to manipulate 
I guess the word would be. So you meet somebody in the kitchen and the officer's mess is like the best place to know somebody because all the cops eat good food. So I ate pretty good. And running most of the boxing teams in the prison that I was in, I kind of had a special menu going anyway for the boxers. A lot of protein. You kept guys entertained. I think that's understandable. And also, what did Saturdays mean for y'all in prison as it pertained to gaining a communal appreciation for one another through food? A lot of the guys didn't get visits. So we had to, like, make up for it. What we would do would be we'd have a spread. And everybody would bring something. And in fact, a friend of mine, it's funny, Clifton Collins, whose grandfather was Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez, John Wayne's partner in most of his movies, one of the first Latinos in the movie business. He actually did a, a book called Ramen, and it's all the recipes from institutions where guys made top ramen the way oh, they made wow. it. Wow. We used to make it with ham, <laughs> you know. It was like you have some amazing dishes. Even though you're understandably busy with your day job and don't always have time to cook, and you obviously hire great people who know the best about constructing menus and taking care of the food at your restaurants, is there something you're particularly fond of contributing to the menu at Trejo's that has made it into this cookbook? Some of my mom's recipes, we had to take the lard out because Latinos are just put a little more manteca, a little lard. And so we had to like try to get the taste, but the same, but different ingredients. And we did really, really well. It's like you can throw a dart any place on that menu, wherever it hits, you're going to enjoy it. We have a jackfruit that, God, you're going to think is carnitas. And then we've got a glazed cauliflower taco that was number one recipe in Los Angeles by L.A. Times a year ago. So we're doing really, really well. And the, the biggest problem with restaurants, especially celebrities, celebrities think they can put their name on something and it'll be a hit because of their popularity. And then they'll go back to New York or Florida, wherever they're from, and it doesn't happen. People will come one time for a autograph and a picture. If the food's not good, they're not coming back. We have got people that are constantly coming back because the food's good. We have great staff and good food. You clearly take a special pride in that. Why is a Cambodian responsible for you and your donut shop's <laughs> love of the color pink? You know what? Let me tell you something. That's funny. This guy from wherever he was, he had a donut shop, and he started with pink boxes. So I said, well, let's one-up it. We like pink boxes and a huge pink building, and everybody in West Hollywood loves it. And then pink, that's the color for breast cancer awareness. Everybody thanked us. It was so funny. They had a marathon for breast cancer. Everybody was cheering as they walked by our restaurant. You've been a fan of the Los Angeles Rams for a long time, literally going back to the L.A. Rams of the 1950s. Hell, you park your food truck at the Rams training camp each August. Do you think golf is the answer at quarterback for you guys, and what do you expect out of your team when football finally gets going in 2020? Well, you know what? I think we're going back to the Super Bowl, and I think this last year, I think there was just a lot of chaos going on. And then Gurley got hurt. Gurley was hurt half a year. And that was kind of the franchise player of the team. Golf is great. He's going to do good. He's going to do awesome. And I honestly believe that we're going to be back up there this year. I used to sneak into the Coliseum in 1957. 
It wasn't like all the security they got now. Yeah, that was back in the day where you could uh, sneak into Rams or Dodgers games and maybe right. you had a little bit of strife to deal with, but once you got yourself in, you were able to enjoy yourself with your family and friends. You know what? All you had to do was walk in with a family. You know, just like get behind a family and walk in and go, oh, that nice family adopted a Mexican kid. You just walk in with them. You know? <laughs> it's so funny. A couple of times I walked up and grabbed a hold of some man's hand and walked in. <laughs> that is great. I love that story, Danny. And that's another story that folks can read in this great yeah. new book called Trejo's Tacos. And Danny, you were in one of my all-time favorite movies, Heat, with De Niro and Pacino, of course. You weren't originally a part of the cast, so how'd you end up as a part of De Niro's crew in the film? Me and Eddie Bunker, we actually went first as armed robbery consultants. And when I walked up, Michael Mann says, Hey, Gilbert, what's up? Gilbert was my uncle. Michael Mann did a film in Folsom called The Jericho Mile. And he could get permission from the staff. But in order to do that film, he had to get permission from the shot callers, the Mexicans, right? And so he ended up talking to my uncle in Folsom as a resident about, you know, hey, can we do this movie? And him and Michael Mann became real good friends. My uncle's name was Gilbert Trejo. Hmm. So when Michael Mann saw me, he goes, oh, Danny, wait, we started talking. My uncle had, had passed away, and Michael Mann gave me three different names in that movie. You know, because every time they change a name, they have to change a whole script. We had three different scripts with my name. I won't even change my name. So finally he came up and said, Danny, you know what? Every time I look at you, I think of Gilbert. Would you mind if we called you Gilbert Trejo? That's my uncle's name. I go, absolutely not, man. God, his kids will love it. So that was why my name ended up Gilbert Trejo. Danny, you have a history here in Austin, and this city loves you as well. What are some of your favorite things about Austin? you have some favorite places to eat or things to do when you're in town filming hey, a movie or just hanging out? Let me tell you something. I love 6th Street. It's so weird. Every time I walk down there now, like, a couple of cops will walk with me so I can keep moving because we, like, just stop traffic there, and it's, like, just so beautiful. You know what I mean? Just, I get so much love there, man. You got any favorite restaurants here in Austin? Oh, God, I can never remember the name of them, but there's one. It's all blue inside. It's delicious. And then Bikini's has a great hamburger. <laughs> and then there's a couple of I can't remember the names of them. I just love you know, I got to say it. Austin is a place where you can walk into any restaurant and get good food because I don't think restaurants last there if the food's not good. No, you're right about that. And that's something that's really changed in the last 15 to 20 years or so because going yeah. back to when I was a student at UT, there were a couple places here and there, but uh, the food scene really has blown up in the last couple of decades. Yeah. It's so funny. The University of Texas. Let me tell you something. Me, Max, and Mario, right? If you look at the dictionary and you look up Cholo Gangsters, you'll see a picture of Max and my assistant, Mario, right? This Cholo Gangsters. And it's so funny, we were walking down 6th Street and they were like angry, right? I go, what's wrong with you guys? All these dudes keep throwing up gang signs, homes. They're not gangsters, they're like, they're hook them horn. <laughs> that, you know, and oh, and then this little girl walked, gorgeous little girl. She wants to be a cheerleader. She goes, hey guys, hook them horns. Both of them, hey, hook them horns. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing. 
funniest thing I ever saw. Immediately they both yelled, hook them over. Oh my God, that's hilarious, Danny. I've never heard that before. That is too funny. You know, in researching for this conversation last night, I saw that you were childhood friends with Benny the Jet Urquidez, who of course is a former world champion kickboxer. Urquidez was a stunt coordinator on the set of Con Air, another one of your great movies, which just had an insane cast, and that set was really testosterone-fueled with a bunch of guys trying to stay in character as these badass, hardened criminals. Everything. If you spit, everybody would spit further. And Benny Urquidez, he would always come get me. He would, come on, Danny, just get out of here. Benny, what is it? Why won't you let me hang out? Danny, look, you grew up with my older brother, okay? Neither one of you were good sports. (laughs) You guys never played well with others. I don't like that testosterone shit. You know what I mean? It's like really stupid. So I didn't get involved in that stuff. So I thank God Benny did not have gotten in trouble. Because it was so funny. They picked all the wannabe bad guys in Hollywood, right? There's only one other bad guy on that thing. It was Emilio Rivera. And he was just like a... He didn't really have any lines, but he had a part in that movie. And everybody else was just like, you know, they were out Hollywood, you know. Nice guys. Was there any one of the main cast that really got under your skin? Because Arquita said at one point he did have to talk you down and tell you not to stick some dude that oh, really yeah. ticked you off. There was a couple of, you know, that they wanted to, hey, are you really that tough? And like, oh, God, here it goes, you know. <laughs> and, you know <laughs> oh, man. And so funny, because guys would come up and want to spar with Benny, right? Hey, can we spar a little? And they want to do that just so they could say they did. And Benny would say, okay, but, you know, I'm trained, so if I slip and I hit you, by accident, don't be mad. No, never mind. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. You want the fight with the world champion kickboxer until he's actually willing to comply and kick you a couple God. times. Hey, you know what? Let me tell you something. Everybody's a tough guy until you're two feet away. <laughs> Beautiful. He is Danny Trejo, an actor. You know he's an actor. He's in an infinite number of films. He does about 300 of them every year, and a lot of them turn out really good as well. He also has a new cookbook out. It is a beautiful piece of work. Not only tells Danny's life story, but also has a lot of good recipes in it. It's called Trejo's Tacos. You can get it now. He is Danny Trejo. Danny, thank you so much for the time today, man. It's been a real pleasure. Hey, God bless, man.